Hello, strong, feisty women. Some of you may recognize my voice. I'm Celine Yeager, host of the Hit Play Not Pause podcast. Throughout my career as a professional health and fitness writer and now a podcaster, I hear countless questions from women who are trying to understand how their ever-changing hormones impact their sports performance. So we decided to serve up some answers in a brand new series called Hormonal that we will be releasing on the Feisty Women's Performance Podcast feed. Throughout this four-part series, reproductive endocrinologist Dr. Carla DiGirolamo and I will be tackling topics like periods, the pill, pregnancy, and conditions like PCOS, all from the perspective of sports performance. If you aren't already, follow the Feisty Women's Performance Podcast and stay tuned for our first episode releasing on April 15th. Also, have questions you want answered? Send us a voice note at speakpipe.com slash hormonal and we'll get it answered on the show. You are listening to the Girls Gone Gravel podcast, a podcast for women who are chasing epic and everyday adventures on their bikes. We are a production of Live Feisty Media and hosted by Christy Moan and Katherine Taylor. Hey friends, Catherine here, and I want to invite you to join our Girls Gone Gravel Adventures team. Whether you're preparing for your first big bike trip, lining up at a starting line, or just learning to clip in for the first time, it's more fun with a community to cheer you on. This team is a non-competitive team focused on creating a supportive space for cyclists of all levels. We want to make it easy to find the resources you need. So here's what you're going to get. You're going to get a place to connect with like-minded cyclists. You're going to get opportunities to learn from experts like Kristen Legan, Scotty Lechuga, Laura DeCrescenzo, and more. And you're going to get discounts and early access to events and other fun things. So I hope you'll join us. Just check it out at girlsgonegravel.com backslash team. That's girlsgonegravel.com backslash team. Hope to see you there. You're not Christy. Oh, oh. Sometimes I wish I was Christy. Actually, probably most of the time. She wears that hat very well. <laughs> she does wear the hat very well. Okay. If people don't recognize that voice, this is Catherine and I am joined by Allison Tetrick today. Yay. Oh, hey. Oh, hey. <laughs> this is a super Nothing like getting a, a six in the morning text message by, from Catherine. Saying, it was 645. Oh, 6.45. I think I wrote you right back too. I was like, sure. You did. <laughs> Yeah, uh, we just had a little scheduling conflict today, but uh, the feisty team's getting ready to go into a big weekend event. And I was like, I can't put off the podcast recording any longer. So I needed a co-host. And I was like, hey, I should ask Allie if she's available by any chance this afternoon. And you came on the podcast and you said you were not going to take over. (laughs) Um, Did you ask a question? (laughs) There was a period where I didn't ask any, I actually had my glass of wine and I just sat back and started drinking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, lovely. Like it was wonderful. We actually, we had Kate on the podcast and she is full of energy and stories and wonderfully wow. spoken. And so I actually put myself on mute a few times, which is weird because I usually don't mute myself. <laughs> um, okay. Before we get to Kate, I want to hear what's been going on with you. 
Oh man, um, work. We got some work stuff uh, winding down. Um, November happened. It's now November 11th. And I figured November was a month of just no, like November. And I, it, we like crunched a lot of things into the summer, right? Like, yeah, we did. And, and I don't think at bike events, like you're at like Sea Otter and on Lance Armstrong's podcast, like you're like all over the place. Next, yeah, all over. So I want to say no to everybody, except apparently you at 645 this morning. So I was like, yeah, I feel very grateful. <laughs> so yeah, we're um, just kind of winding down the year, which means more projects and just planning for the next year. So um, I still use paper calendars for anyone that's actually watching. I use paper calendars. Nobody it drives video, but thank you for uh, showing I do. I know it drives Blaze bonkers because he's like, could you put it in our joint calendar? He tries to like understand what I'm doing with my life when, um, but yeah, we're planning for next year. It's going to be great. Um, hopefully to spend more time with girls gone gravel and yeah. What do you, where, what do you plan to be at so far? Um, so for next year, it'll kind of be the same, uh, but different as all, as we are every year. <laughs> it's just I really love supporting new events and so I am like I'm very keen on supporting new events letting them just then grow and then not necessarily going back I will come back to unbound like am I going to race or am I going to be raising money for something we will see um we still do have some bandanas if anyone's interested look on my Instagram um I will be headed to NICA this weekend for the cycle fest for NorCal High School Cycling League um, which we got five scholarships for women to race. That's and amazing. when I was at Sea Otter, I ran into one of my scholarship recipients and she had won the mountain bike race in her category. That's amazing. And like, I was able to help with this opportunity. So that's super cool. Um, but yeah, just stoke on bikes and hopefully, you know, just do good things for people and, uh, work really hard and ride my bike enough to make myself not as crazy as I already am. Yeah. And you're working with a company that you, I'm holding it. Nobody can see, I, but a company you set up a sponsorship for, and it's a really fun company. It's the, well, if anybody listens to the ad, we got Christy to sing a jingle, <laughs> but the auto lock, which I was super excited about this and not just like, I'm super excited because we're supposed to like sell something on a podcast. I actually love all of our sponsors, but, um, this one I've been like looking for this kind of lock for ages yeah. because I've lived in like a, like I use my gravel bike in the city too, or like I've been to a lot of like sketchy off-road places. And so having like this little cinch lock, I've been, yes. except for it's been raining every weekend and I haven't ridden basically since I got it, but I am it's <laughs> be nice this weekend and I'm going out to ride. Yeah. Get outside because, um, and then also just like carried around. Um, so auto lock for those that haven't listened to every other podcast, which I'm sure you have, it's, um, a Portland based company and it's a cinch lock. That's like, you can put in your pocket It's for quick stops. Like maybe don't lock your bike overnight at like the subway <laughs> station with it. I mean, but that's obvious, <laughs> right? So, subway station. <laughs> Yeah. So I think it's just like a really cool lock. Um, we will have a giveaway shortly. Um, we'll talk about that on a different episode. Yeah. yeah. So we have some auto locks to give away, but, um, also it's just, it's a quick stop, short lock, easy to put in your pocket, carry around. And you know, when you like stop for a mid ride bakery snack treat, like I'm a very treat based athlete these days, like I have to ride to pizza or a beer or like something. Um, 
I don't know what seasonal depression has gotten me. So this lock is amazing because then I can walk in and get my treat and not be like, where is my yes. custom oh, my boy, rock combo diverge? Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, and you like, you like, you go into the bakery and then you have your friend sit outside and you ask her what she wants and you have to go in and like, I hope I got her the right croissant. I don't know. Did she want the IPA or the pale ale? I can't remember. So if you yeah. have a little lock, it's a great theft deterrent and also fits in your pocket. There's little frame bags. There's little mounts. Um, yeah, but uh, there is a code if you guys do want to check it out, but it's um, autodesignworks.com, O-T-T-O, designworks.com. And if you use the code Girls Gone Gravel, you get 25% off, which is, I'm pretty sure, more than Phil Diamond gets off of his. So yeah, uh, I love I it. We're influencers. We are influencers. Well, yeah. So thank you for hooking us up with that deal. It's also in all of our podcast notes and stuff. So I was was actually just thinking this would be a really great, like little Christmas gift for some of my cycling friends. Um, Yeah. I'm going to put that on my list to give some of my friends. Um, Yeah. So speaking of places you probably don't need a lock though, (laughs) is Mulberry Gap, Georgia. Didn't sound like I needed a lock there for sure. No. 12 miles (laughs) off the... 12 miles into the woods. Um, we chat with Kate Gates, who has this incredible story of this camp called Mulberry Gap Adventure. It's a Mulberry Gap base camp, I think is what they're calling it now. But it's an adventure camp in North Georgia. And she didn't get into this on the podcast, but they are on that this crazy trans North Georgia. She talked about the the trail, but it's there's a bike race that goes through that that Lael Wilcox has done part of before. Oh, okay, and cool. It like I actually sent the videos to Celine once. She was like, "That thing looks crazy." Um, it's Ted King's got it on like his bucket list of oh, things. That's to, amazing, and it goes right through Mulberry Gap. I think it's one of their their places that they can stop and refuel. Um, but yeah, so they have like this really rad place up in the mountains in North Georgia, and um, I love that Kate's just like I go at my own pace. I own I basically own a bike adventure place, and I go at my own pace. And I don't care what anybody thinks of me. Yeah. Like, I think that's the best part. Her um, Instagram handles party face Kate. And um, I just love that. That's what we all can do. We all can be party face Kate. Like we can just ride well, wherever I you want. Party Kate, Cause my name is Catherine, but you could be party face Allie. Yeah. But my party face <laughs> may be like trying to like rock socks off of people. And then the other time it could be, you know, stopping for the bacon handups. You never know. Like I can do whatever I want. And that's like your own party, right? It's my own yeah. party and I can pace it accordingly if I want to. I don't know. Is there a I like line there? I feel like there's a song coming out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we will get on to our interview with Kate Gates. Christy, have you ever been out riding and stopped at a sketchy gas station and been like, eh, I want to go in? but I don't know what to do with my really expensive, nice bike. Uh, Yes, that always stinks. Those situations are never fun. I know. And especially if you're by yourself and there's nobody to stay outside and watch the bike for you. Yeah, exactly. Like have to drive right by that nice cold (laughs) Coca-Cola or bag of potato chips. (laughs) Well, I have a feeling we have a way to fix that. We do. We have a brand new podcast sponsor. Auto lock. (laughs) Auto lock. So Auto Lock is a company that creates these great locks. They're cinch locks, so they're small, lightweight, and easy to carry. And they all have combination lock codes. So you can put it in your bike bag, you 
could even just leave it strapped around your seat post. And Perfect. it just makes it easy to lock your bike to anything or even somebody else's bike. It's ideal for theft deterrent. Um, all the locks have Kevlar in them, so they're really hard to cut. And I think it's just great to have an option wherever you are to always have a lock with you. Yep. And the cool thing is, is they're giving all of our listen listeners a chance at 25% off if you want to buy a cinch lock. Well, I think it's any of their locks on their website. Oh, that's awesome. So, even better. I know, because they also have the um, U-lock on there as nice. well. So if you need something more heavy duty, if you're riding around in a city. So you just go over to autodesignworks.com and you're going to get 25% off at checkout and free shipping for U.S. customers only if you use the code GIRLSCONGRAVEL at checkout. Again, it's autodesignworks.com and 25% off with Girls Gone Gravel at checkout. Auto lock, hide it in your sock, take it around the block. Christy, we have a new sponsor on the podcast. What? Joe J. Bars has come on as one of our sponsors. Shut up. Joe J. Bars are the best. I know. We both got to try them after the founder of, of Joe J. Bars, Jess Sarah, came on the podcast. And she sent us a sample box. Which uh, one was your favorite? Uh, my favorite was lemon blueberry quinoa, which I was not expecting. How about yeah. you? Uh, mine was the pancakes and bacon. Which tastes just like pancakes and bacon. It tastes just like pancakes and bacon. And it's great. <laughs> it's great to use on the bike or if I'm running late or trying to get out the door for a ride, which usually I'm running late and trying to get out the door. Uh, <laughs> I just grab it and have breakfast on the way. Yep. They taste good and you know they're good for you too. Jess is a chef and an athlete, and she's not putting anything in her bars that she wouldn't put in her own body. Yeah. So they're all gluten-free. They don't use any artificial flavors or protein powders. It's all uh, formulated just for you for training or riding or just any adventure that you've got going on. And knowing Jess, I bet she sent you a code. She did. So <laughs> listeners of the podcast can, can go to jojbars.com and use the coupon code GRAVELLOVE15. That's all lowercase, gravel of 15 for 15% off all your orders. Nice. I'm going to get some before we go on our next gravel trip. Agreed. I'm so excited to have Allie with me today. Oh, hi. Oh, hi. We had a last minute. Well, we'll go over this probably in the intro. So you're probably hearing it twice, but uh, we had a last minute schedule change and I have a guest I'm really excited about and I didn't want to reschedule her again because I've had to reschedule already. So... <laughs> Allie Tedrick jumped in with me and then she went down the rabbit hole of where our guest Kate Gates lives. So it's going to be exciting. Yeah. Super exciting. Google stocking galore this afternoon. So, <laughs> and anyone that has party in their handle, her, her handle on Instagram is party pace Kate. And I was like, we should be best friends. <laughs> so I'm ready. Kate, I we're so it. happy you're here. <laughs> Yay. Me too. Me too. And Kate, you are calling into this interview, which doesn't happen very often, but there's a good reason. And it's because you live in the middle of freaking nowhere. <laughs> so yes. let me start with your cycling journey, but tell us about that. Yeah. Well, we're really actually not that far off the beaten path. We're only like 12 miles from downtown LJ. Um, but our internet here is really leaves a lot to be desired. Um, we have a whopping 1.5 megabytes per second uh, to use over this entire property, meaning that's what the whole business has, has to operate on, as well as like all of the guests that are visiting for the weekend. So it's pretty terrible. Um, and 
like streaming and any kind of video connection is you just can't count on it happening. So we live on like 15 years in the past. Landline phones, basically dial-up internet, takes forever to download a photo, upload a photo. I can go on Facebook and like, you know, scroll through my page and I can read your words, but I can almost never see your image. <laughs> so it's actually super frustrating um, just from a, like a living here constantly and running a business off of it. But as a visiting guest, it's quite nice to be able to detach because we also don't have cell phone service. So there's not many places like that these days. Yeah. When you said a landline, you meant a landline, right? I really mean like a dial up. Yeah. Like landline. It is, it is cordless. So I have that going for me right now. <laughs> I, I hear you, Kate. I, my parents live on a cattle ranch up in Northern California. And I think I've tried to talk to Catherine before from there. And I'm like, yeah, it, yeah. it's just, just not going to happen. Just a landline. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's like the, uh, the amount of times people are like, let's hop on a zoom call. And I'm like, actually, can I do this? It's either that or, I frequently have to drive off property and just like go sit up at an overlook or at one of the corners of like a road about three miles from here just to either get Wi-Fi or get a cell phone service or just be able to like upload a social media post. It's like that is my real life day in and day out. So it's I'm used to it. We've I've been living here personally for about nine years. Um, Our families have been here for 15, but yeah, I, I look forward to the day where I no longer have to go through that. And this internet is a distant memory. I'm, I'm waiting on Elon Musk to come through with these satellites. <laughs> that actually just worked for my parents. So that did yeah. happen. They, they got it, the satellite and now I can at least take a half of a Zoom call at their place. So I can stay yeah. longer than two days. Exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah. I believe it's coming. Like, we have signed up. We have paid the money. We are just, like, waiting for it to come to this area. And I think at this point they've pushed it back to, like, spring or like early summer of 2022 is supposed to come this fall, but we're, we're holding out hope. So change your life. Yeah. Okay. We've been talking a lot about this place that you are in the woods, but so, cause I know this is very tied up in your cycling journey. Tell us about you live at Mulberry, Mulberry, that's my Eastern sea, (laughs) Mulberry gap, which has really become a cyclist haven in the North Georgia mountains. So Mm -hmm. tell us about property and I think it's a fascinating history because it has to do with like some moms. Yeah. And not you. Yeah. Yeah. So Andrew and myself, so my now husband, then boyfriend, met in high school when I was 15 and he was 16. And he was super cute. And he also had a car. And so he could pick me up on the weekends. And we could go hang out and have a lot of fun. Um, and so we were hanging out one summer, ended up dating. Um, our parents became friends through that dating relationship. Um, So essentially, like where we lived in Vera Beach, Florida, uh, in the early 2000s, a lot of hurricanes kept hitting that time of, or like in the fall of those years, like 2004, 2005. So our parents kind of started thinking about somewhere in the mountains to kind of get away from these storms because, you know, it would take out the power for weeks or months. um, And it was, it was rough to get through. So they're like, it would be nice if we didn't have to like wait out the storms here and could actually just go to a mountain house share it between our two families, um, and kind of do that. So the mom started coming up to LAJ, Georgia specifically to look for property, um, in a, about like late 2005, early 2006, and finally kind of stumbled across this 15 acre plot where we are now, um, and purchased it in August of 2006 of that year. So they, it was actually off the market, 
it hadn't been on the market for, I think, about two years, but the real estate agent had them looking at a property down the street. Um, they were like, you know what, let's just see if the pin code still works. I'll drive you through this property. It's a really cool spot. And so they did. They they drove my mom and Jenny, my mother-in-law, uh, around, and there was these little cabins on site and a little camp kitchen and dining hall, a barn for horses and pack mules, and then like a main house and then a workshop and the moms just they fell in love with it they had a vision of some sort of like outdoor retreat center of sort like at the time kind of specifically catered towards women Um, they really wanted to create a space for females to come and adventure and feel safe and comfortable and have you know some some nice amenities some nice bathhouses clean cabins you know comfy robes hot tubs that sort of thing Um, and so they they opened what was then called Mulberry Gap Bunkhouse Inn and Camping. Um, and it started off very, very small, um, really not a super strong marketing plan or business plan. It was just kind of like, well, let's open this and see who shows up. And that was, like I said, August 2006. So as everybody knows, it didn't take very, very long for the economy to kind of start to head south after that. So it was a pretty rough start to begin with. Um, we were fortunate. I still believe to this day that our saving grace was kind of finding finding a piece of property that happened to be close to a new trail system, mountain bike trail system and hiking trail system that had just been finished in 2005. And that was this section of the Pinhoti Trail, um, which is now over 360 miles long. And it starts just north of us and then continues all the way to the Alabama line. But the Georgia section is only accessible by hikers and, or it's it's accessible by uh, hikers and mountain bikers, and some sections are accessible by horses. Um, And then the Alabama portion is hiking only. And I think some areas do allow horses as well. But we just, we lucked out in terms of location and proximity to this trail and mountain bikers coming to this area to check out this new trail system and by virtue of just like passing us to see some of these trailheads, they were like, what's this Mulberry Gap place? They, you know, they're advertising hot food and hot tubs and cozy cabins and all of that. And let's pull in here and see what they're all about. And they were greeted by our, my very friendly and personable mother and mother-in-law. Andrew was also here at the time he moved up with them because he had just graduated from high school So it was the two moms and my sister, actually, who was nine at the time, and then Andrew. And they were the faces of Mulberry Gap for the first seven or eight years. Um, And so it just kind of, that's how it all kind of came together. And we were not mountain bikers. We were just lovers of the outdoors. Um, But the cycling community is who kind of discovered us first, took us under their wing, helped us kind of develop what a vision for what this place could be. And if we could do it, if we had the time and the money and the energy to add this service or redo this space or renovate that cabin and all of that, then then we would. And so we were adopted pretty early on by the cycling community and, and given a lot of really good advice. And we built really strong relationships from the beginning because we would share two, at least two meals a day with them around the dinner table and breakfast table. And um, yeah, we just developed a lot of like really great relationships and people helped 
guide our parents and, and Andrew in, in the right direction. And it's just kind of grown and flourished from there. So it's, it's kind of like the epitome of uh, if you build it, they will come sort of thing, except the community helped us build it. And we were just persistent enough and stubborn enough, uh, enough to keep going even through like some really, really rough times. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, I'm like planning a trip already. Um, yeah. I have a lot of I have a lot of questions for you, Kate. Um, but I, I am obsessed with this story and the founder's story and how it was it, it reminds me a lot of my friends in Rasputista, you know, that they have these amazing events. It's very women driven and it's kind of you can go rock out and be grungy or not as much because <laughs> yeah. I'm not I I'm yeah, I'm a little more glamorous than that. Um but where did you fall in love with the bike? I feel like I'm missing that part. Yeah. So it, it was a rough road for me. <laughs> um, so I have never been naturally athletic. I have always been in a sport, but it has always been hard for me. Um, so whereas my husband is extremely naturally athletic to the point where it makes me sick, but he's really talented. Um, so Andrew got into bikes a few years after being here just because, you know, obviously if you're surrounded by all these people who are on bikes, having a great time, like you're naturally like inspired by it and you want to get out there and see what all the fun's about. So Andrew got hooked pretty early on pretty easily. And so when they all moved up here, I still had a year left in high school. And then I went to college at Florida State. So I spent a few, I spent four years there. And then I moved actually to Chattanooga. Um, for about another year and a half. So I didn't come here full time until 2013 when we got married. And um, it took a few years. Like I, I really just jumped into the business aspects, like tried to help out where I could about with things. And Andrew kept, you know, encouraging me to get on a bike and I'd go like ride six miles here and eight miles there. And just like, was like, eh, you know, I don't, I don't really get why people smile on bikes out here because we have a decent amount of elevation. And so if you just don't to have interrupt base, that, Kate, you like, there's nothing flat going out. of No, right. there, it, it is either up or down. Bike. Like um, it, yeah, it's, it is either up or down. And so if you don't have a base level of fitness to make that fun, like it was miserable. And so every ride I'd be like, I just don't get it it's hard. Like I don't mind hard, but like, I don't see the fun in this. And so it honestly wasn't until a 330 mile bike packing trip in Florida that we took one winter in 2016 where I was like, Oh, so it, I went into it completely <laughs> off the couch. Cause I had no time oh to train. We were like, like, seven days a week, 365, just falls to the walls here. Just, we had a very, very small team because we couldn't afford help. So it was us all the time doing everything. And so there was hardly any time to, to ride. So as part of our vacation, we went to Florida and did the Huracan 350 or 300, I forget what it is, that uh, single track samurai, a friend of ours, Carlos puts on, and we just took off on a whim. And um, I think we did it in about four and a half days. But I think the furthest I had ridden at that point was maybe 20 miles. And we decided that oh we're just going to do it. <gasps> and in one day, like I, like I think the third day I accomplished 90 miles and it, it took everything in me to make that 
possible. There was several times where I just like would lay down like face down in the sand and just like, I can't do this. I can't go on anymore. And Andrew would be like, come on, we're, we're just like five miles to where we're going to sleep. Like you can do it. But it, it took everything in me. But at the end of that trip, I was amazed at what I could do if I just put my mind to it and pushed myself. And I was also like, you know what? I don't have to answer an email today. I don't have to answer a phone. I don't have to do any customer service. Like all I have to do is pedal as far as I can go today. And that was my mantra. It was just like, take a break when you need it, but pedal until you get to your location. And oh my God, when I took that shower that night and like slept in a real bed, I was like, hell yeah. So we finished that trip and something in me clicked after that. I just realized that if I, if I put my mind to it and was determined that I could do a lot more than I thought I could. And so that became the hook for me of wanting to cycle and then specifically really like preferring to do distance. Like endurance is my jam. I love it. I can sit in a saddle all day long. I can suffer for a really long time. I am also very slow. <laughs> that is just my thing is like, there is no speed your, for me. Yeah. That's your, that's your Instagram. Yeah. yeah. It's party pace Kate. Like yeah. I just, I set the town. Like people are always like, well, you seem like you're on a bike a lot and you can do these long distances. And I'm like, yeah. And it's going to take me a lot longer than most people. Like speed is not where my strength is, but I can suffer for a long time. <laughs> it's what I've learned. <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm still not hearing the fun, like where you found the fun, but I think you started to enjoy the challenge. I enjoy, yeah, it became fun. Definitely. I mean, it still took me a couple of years to get to a point where I was riding enough to where I really did enjoy it. And that I would say like the first, so a good friend of mine, Wendy Shearer, she came to me and was like, I'm doing DK. You should do DK with me, which is now unbound. And so I signed up for that 100 mile race in 2017 and we, and so I kind of sort of trained for that, but we went out there and we did it and we loved it. And we were like, and I remember crossing the finish line and being, and looking at her and being like, it would really suck to have to do another hundred miles. What are these people doing the 200 thinking? Like, what are they doing? And then it wasn't a few months later until she called me and she's like, do you want to do the 200? And I was like, yeah. And so, <laughs> so we signed up for the 200, but so, I mean, I, don't, I, I have learned to love the bike through the long distance challenges. And I, I mean, I certainly do mostly short rides around here, like doing the long adventure, whether it's a big bike packing trip with overnights and all of that, or just a big one day, like long endurance ride. I love them all. And those, but those long epic trips, and experiences are what drive me to do all the other things, to train and to sit on the trainer in the winter or to, I mean, I love getting out on my bike any day of the week now, like, but it's, it's taken, it has taken some time to get there, but it is definitely a fun thing for me now, but it's because I have that base fitness. Yeah. I, mountains. Yeah. Yeah. I think the fitness is always key ish. Like, I don't know the other day, Catherine, you're going to laugh, but like, I'm like out riding and I try to make cycling super fun, but you know, I race professionally for so long. So I do like efforts and train 
And I'm like in the pouring rain on Tuesday here in Northern California, and I'm going as hard as I can. And I'm making that face. And when I'm driving and I pass people, I'm always like, you are not making cycling look fun. And I knew for a fact, when I was riding on Tuesday, I made cycling look like the worst sport that's ever (laughs) existed. (laughs) It's pissing rain. And I'm doing that face. Yeah. And I'm like, biting my bike. And I'm like, but I have a, um, yeah, I have a weird aversion to the word suffering because I'm always like, well, it's a privilege. I get to go and ride, but I love the way you're describing it because it's about challenging yourself and making yourself better. I have a mantra from a colleague of Catherine and I's, uh, Celine Yeager, who hosts another podcast with Liv Feisty. Um, uh, but it's, she gave it to me when I raced my first unbound, which I also won, but I hadn't ever ridden over a hundred miles. So you're saying you hadn't ridden over like 12, right? And yeah. then you go on a bike packing trip. Um, I don't really love camping. So I'm having, yeah, but, um, and I had never read ridden over a hundred and do this 200 and go as hard as I can and try to win. And Celine Yeager, her mantra she gave me was forward progress, take care of yourself, which mm-hmm. really helped me a lot. But, and I use that in like life, like in relationships, in my career, <laughs> I'm like, right. drink, sleep, take care of yourself. Are you moving forward? Like, so I've used that a lot. And we've talked about this in the podcast before. It's just like, you know, when you do these long endurance races, like, are you eating? Are you drinking? Are you talking positively of yourself? Like, you know forward progress, take care of yourself. We love Celine. Do you have like a mantra or anything that's going in your head when you're, you're challenging yourself like this? Cause you have, you've done some incredible feats and you're finding joy in this, dare I say journey. Cause also I don't like that word, but you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I don't really have one thing per se. Um, a lot of times the motivation, it, a lot of it comes from just the confidence that cycling and, and these challenges have given me, like that feeling of accomplishment is enough of a drive for me most days. Um, but a lot of it comes back to like, you have the space to be out here. Like you're not working seven days a week right now. Like you have the team, like, the, you know, like we've built Mulberry now where like we have the team that can be there to run the business so that you can be here. And I'm just grateful. Like, I'm just happy to be out there because I remember the, the, the space that I was in when I couldn't be out there and it wasn't a good mentally or physically healthy space. And so just to have that freedom and ability now is, it means the world to me. And it's the, the peace and the solitude and the sense of calm that I can, that I feel on the bike is something that I don't get anywhere else. And so just to be out there, whether it's on a training ride or it's at an event, it just makes me happy. Like I'm surrounded by like-minded people. We're all out there having fun on bike that might look a little bit differently. It might be at different speeds, but we're all out there to enjoy the same things and to experience the day and the cycling community is also just really freaking rad. Like it's the coolest group of people that I've come in contact with in my life. And it's, I feel grateful every single day that like that's who we get to serve for the most part of our business. Like we do get outdoor enthusiasts of different types, but the cycling community in, in general is just a, a group of folks that I can relate to 
day in and day out. And so, so much of that kind of helps motivate me on the bike. And it's, it just, it's a positive place to be. It really is. And like, that just shows us like bike therapy is a thing, right? Right. Oh, like yeah. I use it like the other day when I was like making this effort face going down to Bodega Bay, cause that's where I live. And I'm like, I am not really actually probably inspiring anyone to be on the bike, but I had such a stressful day at work. I'm like, I got to go and like blow some steam real quick. And yeah. other times it's like, I got to go as slow as possible and go eat pizza and have a beer. Like, right. I don't right. know. Bike, bike therapy is a thing. Um, so I have a, I have a couple other questions and Catherine, see, this is what happens. This is what I do in the podcast. Um, yeah. Uh, so I had a, like, I guess like I had a couple, I have a couple questions, but one would be like word of advice. Like, first of all, I guess we'll ask that is like word of advice to somebody like you were intimidated by cycling, right? Like it looked, so it looked daunting. Like the boyfriend then turned husband is like, I have like the reverse thing. Like he tries to keep up with me all the time. And then I just like crack him and leave him on the side of the road. But he's yeah. luckily, <laughs> luckily everyone else is probably nicer than I am. So I'm like, I don't know what, I don't know. He's somewhere. Um, but like word of advice, like it is daunting and it's scary. And I don't like, I, I, I like, what's your advice to women that are women or female identifying or whoever human beings, like how, like, what is your word of advice to, to take that leap and go from eight miles to like freaking bikepacking in Florida to then doing unbound 100 turn 200 to now, like, yeah, I mean, riding. It's just to believe that you can do more than you think you can. Like it's not, yes, there's a physical element to it, but so much of it is mental. And I mean, there's, there's pieces of it. Like that's overly simplifying it. Like there has been a huge learning curve from my first DK and unbound to my fourth, like nutrition and training and saddle time and, you know, technique, like all of that. Yes. It, it comes with time, but like, you just have to start. Right. And it's, it's intimidating, but you just got to get on your bike, reach out to community members. Like there are so many Facebook groups and like ways to hook up with other cyclists and you don't have to ride with everybody every single time. Find one person in that group that rides at your pace that you have fun with, that is a supportive, inspiring person for you and ride together. And I mean, I've, I've had, I didn't have that for a long time. And I have found finally like a group of people here to ride with that have made a huge difference in just like my overall happiness and enjoyment on the bike. Um, and yeah, it's like not a judgmental space. And like, that's why it can be so intimidating is it's just when you don't understand the, the lingo that everyone's using and the clothes and the gear. And I mean, it just can be like, ah, but I firmly believe in just like ride what you have and change will come, right? Like you don't have to be all the way over here on in right field, like your first ride, like it'll come, just keep showing up, believe in yourself. If you're out there and you're happy and being on your bike makes you a better person, it'll come and just, just be patient with it, but keep showing up and, and believe in what you can do. I love it. That's perfect. Something that Catherine and I have talked about before is like one of the mantras I use when racing unbound or anything in general now is have fun or change it. 
Mm-hmm. And that could be me trying to freaking win, or it could be if I, I'm not having fun, then I'm like, well, what can you do to the situation? Because like, I feel like when I'm in this position, like I chose to be there, I'm going to ride with my friends. I'm going to race. I'm going to like push myself, et cetera. So like just finding that joy in that process or challenge. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. Catherine's going to be a little, um, surprised by this, but I got feedback from somebody on Instagram and somewhere there's a blog I'm going to write or an Instagram post, but Kate, I would love to hear your words on this because I heard some feedback on my Instagram, um, once. Cause like, sometimes you say party bus, you know, and that's a gravel thing. You go, you know, there's this pointy in, then there's like this party place and this lovely individual reached out and said, you know, like your party pace is my all out challenging myself pace. And she mm-hmm. said that she felt a little, like she was wonderful feedback and it really like struck me and I still can't wrap my head around how to respond to her. Like, well, I responded of course. And I said, I'm going to write something eventually, but like, cause party pace, I said, isn't the pace. It's the mindset. Like, are you finishing? Are you enjoying? Are you racing? Like you can have a party anywhere in this right. group of 10,000 people, like hopefully not 10,000. Cause that sounds terrifying, but you know what I mean? So like, I think party pace, that's why I really love this handle that you have because I'm like, <laughs> cause like party is what you make it. That could be suffering and suffering. Once again, I use the word, but like, you know, like suffering and like pushing yourself, but it also could just be your mindset. Like, what do you want to do? So like, what does party pace mean to you? Yeah. Um, well, for me, it's, it's morphed into multiple meanings over the last five years of my like cycling endeavor. Um, it started as, cause I would, I didn't have anybody here locally to ride with besides my husband and his friends who were also equally as strong and all males. And so it was always me in the back, bringing up the rear red lantern. Like we had all sorts of nicknames for me. And so I finally was just like, you know what? I'm going to own it. Like I am party pace Kate. Like that is who I am and I'll be in the back. I will catch it. I will see you guys when I get there, but this is my comfort zone. Like this is my threshold. I know that I can hold this pace all day long. Cause these are also the people that I would bike pack with and do these 300 plus mile like journeys with, um, in these mountains. And so I just kind of owned it and it was my, my way of just being like, okay with my speed and not trying to pressure myself into like, just being something that I'm not. Um, and so it was just, yeah, it was, it was simply owning it in that sense. And then in over the years, like as I've gotten a little bit stronger and a little bit faster, like I'm still not fast, but I've had more and more people be like, you know, this really isn't like party pace. Like you're going at a decent speed. And I'm like, well, yeah, I've gotten stronger, but like my mindset is always super chill. Like I am going to be the friend sometimes annoyingly. So that's like stopping for like that photo or like a good snack on the side of the road or a beer by the river. Like I'm just in no rush to get anywhere. Like I'm, when I'm out on my bike, it is my fun thing to do. Like I try to really ensure that it's not one more thing to check off in my day. Like I've got enough responsibility. Um, And when I'm on my bike, like I just want to be present in the moment and I want to be with the friends that I'm surrounded with. And I want to be enjoying the scenery and taking in the sights and the sounds and 
everything, you know? And so I am more so now in that definitely the mindset side of things where it's like, I'm still not the fastest person or the strongest person, but I have naturally gotten stronger just through the course of writing more and more and more, but my mindset is still there. And yeah, like, I don't know the time, the time that I finish, I go across the finish line. If, if I'm at an event, just doesn't matter to me as long as I beat cutoff. <laughs> so sometimes that range can be pretty big, but even if I'm just on like a fun group ride around our area, like I, I'm just in no rush to get anywhere. I'm just out there to have a good time and, and be with the people that I've decided to ride with that day. So party pace is a state of mind. It, it is actually, yeah. But I think that's a, a key thing though. Like, cause we had somebody in our group, one of our groups that said something about party pay. Like I went with a group that was party pace and I couldn't keep up. And I was like, well, if people are going, like, if they're saying this is a party pace, right now, some you're going to get the occasional outlier that like, they're really not a party pace, ride. Like they're just kind of saying, but it's okay to say like, this is a really hard pace for me. And can we slow down? Because yeah you're there for the adventure of the day, not for like, I want to go a certain pace. And sometimes you just don't, you start talking, you don't even realize it. Right. Exactly. Um, yep. Like we went out on a ride right before I left Atlanta. I was like, at one point I was like, guys, this is not party pace. I need yeah. to slow down. You're like, I can't, I can't breathe with it. We were just talking and like got carried away. Right. <laughs> and exactly. I was like, I'm going to be dead if we keep up with this pace in the second half of the ride. Yeah. And that also kind of goes back to just like, you just got to be comfortable speaking up and speaking for yourself because no one else can do that for you. Right. Like no one's going to know that you're back there, like silently suffering. If you don't let them know, like, Hey, can we just dial it back a little bit? Can we stop for a snack? Can we, you know, whatever it is like, and that's, that's what I mean just about finding a group that suits your style of writing, which isn't, like necessarily an easy thing to do. And I, and I know that, um, it took me a long time to find it, but man, once you do, like, it really makes a huge difference in your experience. Well, you've been doing some things up at Mulberry Gap to help women and people get into things like backpacking and you're wanting to do some more, um, gravel rides up there and tell us a little bit about some of the stuff you all have going on up there. Yeah. Um, so I, this fall, we were able to start integrating um, at least one group ride a month is our plan. So we do a mixture of either gravel um, or mountain bike rides that I'm leading. And then um, on a side note to that, we've also just added some like group runs that I'm not personally leading because I cannot run to save my life. Um, but it's just good. It gives people an opportunity to meet other folks in the area uh, or in the region that might become a new riding buddy. And it's part of the reason we're doing it is just to build that community. And some of these are lady specific. Others are anybody's welcome. Uh, we do try to generally let everybody know if it's kind of more beginner friendly to intermediate and advanced. Um, and yeah, that's, we're, we're kind of like just hitting the tip of the iceberg on this currently. So we're wanting to add more specifics like what you'd mentioned Catherine with with bike packing that is one of my goals is to kind of do um some kind of intro 101 courses just to help people get involved with that and um I've got a few people in mind for some partnerships on that that might make that a little bit easier as a team instead of like a solo endeavor because as we all know these events can definitely take a lot of time and energy and they're not 
something that comes together super quickly usually. So, um, yeah, fun things on the docket for that. Um, we also have various different women's clinics um, that I'm not necessarily teaching, but we do have some really great instructors on, on board that do women-specific clinics. Um, we Every fall, we host a wild women's weekend that we just did at the end of October. That's a ton of fun, and it's just a pretty chill weekend of riding bikes, eating good food, uh, drinking some beer, getting in the hot tubs, doing a bunch of riding. There's some shuttles involved on that one. Um, and then there's a costume party on Saturday night because who doesn't love to do that? And then, um, I feel like this sounds like a 2022 plan, Allie. What do you yeah, think? I mean, <laughs> there's, oh. there's so much to do here. It's like the, the possibilities are, are endless and the community is there and people just want something to come to where they feel welcome and know that they can be outside and be on the bikes, but then be surrounded by other inspiring women that like motivate them, but challenge them and can teach them something. Yeah. And it sounds, well, I have been up to Mulberry Gap one time just to check it out back when I worked at the bike shop. And I do remember you're like, it's not that far out of the way, but I do remember going down a gravel road and then being like, am I supposed to turn here? Because this looks like a sign that says, don't go here. Oh, there's like this little tiny road off of it. And then going down these giant hills. I was like, oh, I think you have to bike out of this. Yeah. It's so funny because like the dirt, well, if you can't, depending on which way you came from. So if you're coming through LJ, it's only two miles of gravel. And if you're coming from Eton, like Chatsworth area, which is west of us and it's five miles, but the look on people's faces when they get here the, for the first time is like, where am I? Like, especially if they're not comfortable on gravel roads that don't have guardrails and all of that, like they're super freaked out. And I, I have to like stop for a moment and think back to the first time we drove out here and me just being like, holy hell, like, why are we so far out? This is crazy. You all want to live out here? Like you want to drive this far to town to get to a grocery store every day? And now I can't imagine anything but this, like, I can't, I cannot imagine having like a neighbor, like where I could see a neighbor and be disrupted by their noises. <laughs> That's so, I'm so spoiled now, but yeah, it's only two miles of gravel for most people that to get here, but it just feels like a long drive. That's amazing. Well, if people are interested in <clears throat> learning more about Mulberry Gap or want to are interested in maybe bringing a group of friends up or finding out about your clinics like how can they find out more about uh the the camp yeah we've got a great website uh, it's mulberrygap.com and we've got a whole events calendar um we've got a newsletter that you can sign up for and we post a lot of that stuff on our instagram and our facebook as well awesome what's the instagram handle from mulberry gap Yes, it's Mulberry Gap ADV Base Camp. So basically Mulberry Gap Adventure Base Camp, but the adventure is abbreviated. Awesome. And then we know you are Party Pace Kate with a K, right? On yeah. Party Pace mm-hmm. Kate. <laughs> and then I just had one, just one more question. Catherine's going to kick me off. I know this is what happens. So I'm already like. I'm just Catherine drinking yeah, Catherine and I are planning our trip. Um, I'm really excited. I'm happy I don't have to camp, so you don't have to take me on bike camp. <laughs> bike camp. 
bike packing things. I've done like the Silk Road. I'm good. Like I just I'm like good. Yeah. <laughs> no, I've done it. I've done. I've done it. So I just like when I was stalking you online, like in a not creepy, creepy way. Um, you've been featured in everyone I know, and then there's dating advice. <laughs> Can we talk oh, about God. the dating advice? I'm just curious. <laughs> like, don't worry. I, like, yeah, like I might bring my partner here. I got to clean my house later before he gets here. Cause he's very um, meticulous and I am not. Um, so I'm just like dating advice. What are you? Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. Honestly, I can't remember the circumstances around that one, but most of the time when like someone <laughs> is interested in writing an article about us or something like it's, in the outdoor industry and like we're like yeah this makes sense and this company just like reached out out of the blue honestly and was just like we'd like to cover you and we and I just remember talking with uh Tori Barrett our our like she helps me with events and marketing and like business development and we were just like well I mean I guess it couldn't really hurt right we were like no I mean I I think it's yeah let's like let's just see what they put together so yeah (laughs) But that one is like kind of a standout, like, huh, well, that's interesting. Like, it doesn't really go with all the other logos that you see on our like publications page on the website. But yeah, I mean, it was just kind of like a, this is a good place for you and your partner to come. If you don't have to ride, you don't have to be an outdoor person. Like you can go hike if you want. You can sit by the waterfalls. You can go lay in a hammock and read a book, or you can go to town and like visit one of the five wineries or go to a brewery and shop the downtown center, like just a like it's there's a little bit of something for everybody out here. Um, we might be a little more rustic for a lot of folks, but if if this is your jam and it's like really your jam and you're super excited about it, I love it. I was just like curious because you know I saw <laughs> no, dating advice on your hilarious. website. And I was like, I might need to know something. Like you know, well, it yeah. could be a place for you and Blaze to go. He could I know. Around your, he could get, be fishing and you could be. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, that's the thing. It's like, there are like, I mean, the national forest is just like right outside of our front door and there's tons of hiking trail running there. There's creeks, there's waterfalls, there's fly fishing, there's OHV mm-hmm. trails, there's overlanding, like four wheeler dual sports stuff. I mean, like the options are limitless. It's just like, bring your gear and like what's one of our hashtags is just bring your gear and like it used to be just bring your bike but we we rebranded from basically mulberry gap mountain bike getaway because we were so bike specific for a long time and then it was like a two-year process we finally made the switch to mulberry gap adventure base camp um in like june of 2020 so covid gave me the freedom to finally like finish that project so thanks covid um, but yeah, we just, we wanted to be more welcoming to all outdoor enthusiasts because like we love cyclists and they're great and we want them here all the time, but we also saw so many other recreators out in this national forest as a lot of, a lot more attention has been brought to this area and we wanted them to feel welcome too, because the general feedback was like, well, I don't have a bike, so we know we're not allowed to stay there. And it was like, no, 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 like anybody is welcome here as long as you just are respectful and enjoy the outdoors and like bathroom or uh, uh, rustic cabins with no bathrooms inside are, are cool with you. Like we have great bathhouses, but we don't have running water in the cabins. And so that can deter a fair amount of people, but it's, we, we, we give you like all of the amenities, comfy robes for the hot tubs, like heat and AC, linens, towels, 
everything that you would need. It's it's just just bring your gear and we'll do the rest. We'll feed you really really good food too. That's the reputation, really good. Yeah, right. I I love it because yeah, Catherine. Girls Gone Gravel voted my partner Blaze the best support crew, which he is. But I took him on this like five week trip this summer, six week week we did everything, led boat nice. together. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, not we never really actually rode together anywhere. I mean, kind of, but we just. I mean, anyway, that's just it's a funny story. But we did like I took him, but the guys like he was off the couch to doing six weeks where every weekend he has a ten hour bike race to do, and um. <laughs> He's cracked. And so when we made it back to Utah, like all he wanted to do was fly fish and like, yeah. maybe not look at me. Like yeah. that might've been. <laughs> like, like, I know. <laughs> I just was so tired. And for me, I'm like, oh yeah, I can do it again next weekend. I got it. And yeah, then, you know. yeah. So it sounds like we need to plan the trip there. Cause, um, he would probably like opt out. He would do all the technical single trails, which single track which I would not do. And then fly fish and hot tub and hammock for sure. Oh yeah. So, yeah. And I, I mean, yeah, there's idea. like, you can walk to all the fly to a lot of the fly fishing places here if you wanted. I mean, How Andrew, cool my that? husband has like the little lightweight, small packable tin car rods and we'll take them on bike packing trips and just go out there and just, yeah, sit by the water and be in the woods for hours. And it's super peaceful That's... and there's hardly anybody around in this this area it's like I mean it's such a big forest and there's like the trailheads and a lot of the things to do are pretty well spread out so like some of the more very popular single track trails will be busy but they're still not crowded but there's a lot where like you will not see another person and it's great (laughs) it's so beautiful I've like definitely did all the stalking on the instas and your website um the dating advice was just funny and now I know that you don't have cell phone service so I guess people aren't using tinder there that was like (laughs) my main question that's right yeah although you know we did have like a singles group here last week and it was hilarious we had like this singles outdoor camping group come for the weekend and it was pretty it was pretty hilarious so that's amazing we yeah. have like, the whole podcast yeah. of your group story <laughs> yeah um, oh the stories we could tell we'll probably write a book someday but uh, that would be amazing well yeah. I think you're gonna have some people from the podcast looking for adventures up in north Georgia next year so yeah. um thank you so including much including you and I Catherine yes <laughs> yeah y'all come on do it. I'll show you around. I'll be in the back, but I'll show you around from behind you. <laughs> I'll be back there with you. Guys. I'll be back there with you. Uh, Thank you so much for your time today and calling in on your landline. A girl's oh, going first. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for being flexible. I'm sorry that I couldn't see your smiling faces this evening, but yeah, I we are pretty cute. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. Someday I'll have like, I'll live in the real world and we'll have, we'll have these amenities. But uh, for now, this is my life. I love it. Christy, do you know one thing that I'm really sick of? What is that? All the freaking trends and they're coming out in wellness. Like, Ethan, uh, avoid that. I don't even yeah, know where to start. I, yeah, I don't know where to start. I don't know who to trust. Yeah. But we have a new sponsor that I'm pretty excited about. Have you, have you yes. done your stuff? Yeah, I'm so stoked. Yeah. So Inside Tracker is our new sponsor, and they're going to cut through all the noise, and they're going to analyze our blood, DNA, lifestyle, and fitness trackers. And then we get personalized, science-backed, trackable action plans for how we should eat, age, we need that, and perform better. 
I know. I'm excited. It's the cool thing about it is it's it's cheaper and it's way more convenient than the traditional blood tests. Um, they include biomarkers that are key to performance. So, so information that we're not getting from traditional blood tests. Um, and I think my favorite part is that they're not just going to give us the data, but they're providing us with nutrition and lifestyle tips to help us take action and cut through the noise. Yes. I love that. Cause I feel like whenever I go to the doctor and I get blood tests, I have no idea what to do with them. Right. Exactly. Yep. And I don't, they don't apply to like whatever I'm doing. Um, and the good news is because they are a sponsor of the podcast, all of you all get 25% off their entire store. You just go yes. to insidetracker.com slash girls gone gravel. Change is an inside job. Start on the inside. Hey friends, we don't want chafing to keep you on the sideline from riding your bike. So we're bringing you some good news about chamois butter. Chamois butter has come on as one of the sponsors of the girls gone gravel podcast. They've been making chamois cream for over 30 years and they've got tons of five-star reviews. So if you have ever been to your bike shop, you've probably seen that iconic purple and yellow tube. There are several different versions, including the original, the pH neutral, her, tingly Euro style, which I'm very intrigued by, <laughs> and coconut with certified organic ingredients. They've got a special for our Girls Gone Gravel listeners. You can head over to chamoisbutter.com and you get free shipping on any orders of two tubes or more. They also have really fun limited edition merch, which I've got their cool chamois butter sweatshirt. These things, I wear this sweatshirt all the time. It's one of my favorites to wear. It's very soft and very warm. I could say if you get any of their chamois butter gear, you will definitely stand out in a crowd. When we were at uh, at an event a couple of years ago, a guy had a shamey better kid on and everybody knew who he was. Like everybody was cheering for him. So if you want to stand out, go over, get your two tubes of shamey better, get your free shipping and then find some cool swag and merch. Yep. I think that sounds like a great idea. You have been listening to the girls gone gravel podcast. This podcast is edited and produced by the team at Live Feisty Media. If you've enjoyed the show, please leave us a rating. It really helps other women find the podcast. And be sure to follow us at Girls Gone Gravel on Instagram or Facebook.